0: What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. This episode contains topics that may be triggering for some people. Viewers' discretion is advised. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and I am sitting here with the wonderful, wonderful Big Kev with Laugh for a Purpose podcast. Uh, big Kev! Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for for joining us today.
1: I love it. I love it. I'm always one of those people looking at background, and I just love your background. Uh, talk to yourself. I like the, the the comic book stuff over there. It's just I love it. But I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, people world don't know that when we do podcasts, we always chat for the first fifteen or twenty minutes. And I've got to tell you, whoever's listening, um, I got a friend for life now. So Aaron, I'm honored to be on this show.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, that really means a lot because the work that we both do, it's it's a lot of people say like it's a hobby or no, this is work. This is mm-hmm. this is this is hard work. So when you find people in your in your network or who are in your lane doing what you're doing and you can connect with them on a really, really good vibe, that's, it's very special. So I hope like vice versa, you're never going to get rid of me now.
1: That's awesome. I, I <laughs> so love sorry. it. I love it.
0: So sorry. Big Kev, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, again, my name is Big Kev. I am founder and CEO of Laugh for a Purpose, and that's the number four. So it's Laugh the number four, A purpose. We are a mental health advocacy group who focuses on three things. One, to let you know that it's okay not to be okay. Two, to remind you that you're not alone. And three, to remind you we love you. That's the most important to me. People don't say I love you enough. you know, And people don't compliment each other enough anymore. And that's just kind of one of the things we do. Uh, We started out as a comedy show. I used to do stand-up comedy for my own therapy. And then I started hosting shows Um, But after the pandemic, my wife is like, here's a microphone. Um, And since then, we've just grown leaps and bounds. And uh, just so people know, um, because when you dive into LaughForPurpose.com and you see everything that we're doing, um, you're going to say, wow, I love, you know, thank everybody in your organization. My organization is myself and my wife. Uh, (laughs) Just so you know, Uh, when we filed for the 501C, we decided to put my daughter and her fiance on there just so we had four people. Um, but it's just a family thing, but we've just grown leaps and bounds and, um, just excited to be here and excited to share with what we do and, you know, share some love with people.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's, that's good. Um, the pandemic really threw a lot of people for a loop and to be able to recover in such a way and the success you've had since then is mind blowing. Like what's the secret?
1: Auth- authenticity, authenticity, you know, it's like you gotta be who you are. Like, I'm I'm who I am, and I don't change. I love stupid dad jokes. I'm gonna sell a stupid dad joke on every one of my podcasts, and I don't care. Um, you know, you and the big thing is it's like we're in a business, right? So we do have to look at numbers, right? I wouldn't have sponsors reaching out to me, I wouldn't have a lot of the opportunities if I didn't have a big following, right? So in that essence, I like that, but not to care about that's the secret, not to look how many people listen, who cares how many people listen, because especially with us being 100% about mental health, one person, we could have saved their lives, you know, and, and I wanted, there, there's been times I wanted to give up just because it's frustrating. You see you see somebody doing something that's like in the mental health field and you're like, no, it's not mental health, but you're getting millions of people on TikTok and I got 100 views, right? You know, and, and you're fake and it does get frustrating. Um, but I always just remember I, I took an email, I got an email. When we released our first shirt, um, within 10 minutes, we sold about 30. And I was so excited about this, right? And I noticed that every time we released something, this one address was buying it. All of a sudden, I noticed that that address quit buying stuff. I quit getting emails. I quit getting likes from this person. And I just really got down to the dumps. And I wanted to just give up because that was my person. I didn't know him. But that was my person.
2: Yeah.
1: So what did I do to ruin it? And then I got an email from her husband. Freaked out. When it says, my wife was your biggest fan. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. One of these, right? But no, she took her life. And he thanked me because the three weeks that she was following me and listening to me was the first three weeks of normal he had with her in 20 years. I have that email hanging up. That's I remind myself. So the secret of it is not to do it for you not to do it for the accolades just find out to do it for somebody else
2: yeah
1: you know that's why that's why I started the compliment project compliment project's a twitter thing uh started two and a half years ago where every morning the first thing I do of anything in my life is I get on twitter I do good morning twitter hashtag compliment project and I tag a random person and I compliment them Mm. I've done celebrities and I do celebrities just because most of the time they don't respond. And I want people to know it's not about responding. I do random people. And I would do it like if I was going to compliment you, right? I should feel comfortable saying, good morning, Aaron. You've got the most beautiful smile. You just make the world radiate. And somebody would be like, oh, God, is he flirting with Aaron? Like, I, I want the world to get away from that, right? Yeah. And that's why I do it. So when I compliment women, I do compliment their smiles, their hair, their, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and trust me, y'all, my wife's got access to all my social media, you know, and and she knows, but unfortunately, we're in a society where I can't compliment somebody, you know? Um, So, so the mindset of not doing it for you, helping other people, bringing a smile to somebody's face, um, because I can tell within a few minutes of talking to you, Aaron, if you make somebody smile, that makes you smile. And, and and i think that's the big thing is um not doing it for anything other than helping someone
0: i think i think it's really awesome that um that your compliment was my smile right now whether it was true or not um, it was but... <laughs> yeah
1: great smile
0: <laughs> um thank you but a few years ago i did a share share your smile campaign and um it was it it gained a good amount of traction on Instagram and I literally walked up to everyone, random strangers and was like, Hey, I'm doing a share your smile campaign. Would you mind taking, taking a selfie with me? And I, I, and just recently the over this past, like two weeks, every time I get on Facebook, every time I get on Instagram, those share your smile pictures are there. And it wasn't for me. It was, it wasn't for me at all. It was for them. And I and I and I you you can tell you can read people and you can read when someone someone needs a kind word or or anything like that. And sometimes you just don't know. But I think as a society, we should definitely move away from being so so scared to to interact with each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we 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 all we got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. in a sense we're all we have and we we should be taking care of each other whether i know you or not i shouldn't be out here maliciously trying to make you feel bad about yourself or anything like that at at the very most you know what at the very least i'm going to compliment you i compliment (laughs) strangers on a daily basis about about four years ago i woke up and i said you know what i'm gonna do something nice i'm gonna do something kind for someone every single day to the point where now today I don't even think about it. It's second nature now.
1: That's what the compliment project was. It was going to be a thirty day test. We've got in, in in our car. We got just a stack of envelopes, and I can't tell you what they all say because every my wife writes them, my kids write them, and we just write different compliments. Hey, I hope you have a great day. You're the best enough. You, you know, and and we hand them out all the time. Um, after the show, I want to talk to you about the smile campaign because I want to steal it from you. I, I love this idea. <laughs> um, and, and let me tell you where that came from. Four years ago, my wife and I went to Kroger we're in Cincinnati Ohio Kroger's a big grocery store um shout out to Kroger love them they uh it was storming you know one thing bad about Krogers is they do not send their cart boys out like they should right mm-hmm. so I yeah. walk in my wife and I walk in there's one cart and it's down this hallway and I walk down the hallway I grab it and as I walk in this lady comes and she's just drenched I hand her the cart she's like no 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 I was like nope go get it. You know, so I hand her the cart. I run out. What do I do? I do what Big Cab always does. I get like 12 carts. So they all come in. And I'm pushing these carts in. And when I break through that door, I see that lady hugging my wife. So I just stood back. It's that woman moment. Do what you got to do. I'm not going to interfere. And I left my wife. And my wife is one of the most amazing people. But she's also one of those people who does not put herself out there. She's very quiet. She, her, We're total opposites, right? So I said, hey, what was that about? lady came from her father's funeral her car got a flat tire on the way to the funeral her check engine light came in it came on as she pulled in the funeral was miserable because it was raining
3: mm-hmm.
1: it was a bad day she walks in and i give her a cart that's nothing what? <laughs> it's, it's nothing but that gave her a smile That gave her hope. That gave her, I'm down on my luck. This is the worst day ever. It's a storm above me, literally. Mm -hmm. And the light came. through. It was so, and it wasn't that I was going out of my way to do it. It was just like, I'm not going to make this lady go back outside. I'll go back outside. I, I, no, you know, and the impact that had, like every time we would pass her in the store, she had this big smile. I'm not close with my dad at all. My dad and I don't talk, but I can tell you the day of his funeral, it's not. I'm not going to smile.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But she had to smile. And that's just because I gave her a cart. And if we're in a society where that much means so much, you know, why aren't we doing it anymore?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what my least favorite videos on YouTube is? What? When somebody pays for somebody's groceries because they're $5 short. Least favorite videos in the world. Why in the f- why are we filming it?
0: For, for, <laughs> for attention. For attention. Because and it doesn't, it, you, it, I, but then you shouldn't it, be like, oh, he's genuine, so nice. Is it coming from a genuine place then? If you're like, oh, wait a second, let me hit record. I, I, I have no idea. Um, I just know that I would never record myself doing that.
1: And, and I've I done would. it a
0: million times. I will never record myself.
1: Before. And even the ones that the people don't know are recorded. Yeah. Have you lived a whole life where you've never seen someone do something nice that you have to video record the person in front of you getting paid by somebody? Like, this isn't something that should be scattered around the world because, and the reason it's scattered around the world is because it's not typical.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the issue. Yeah. It needs to be typical. Every, same way with mental health. Everybody gets so excited, and I love Simone Biles. I have talked to her people. We're working on something to have her on the show. I love her. I think the world of her, and I'm proud that she stands up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Proud of Kevin Love for standing up. I'm proud of Ryan Reynolds. I'm proud of these celebrities for standing up.
0: They shouldn't have to, though.
1: But why? Like, why is it a big deal? Like, who cares? It's, this it's just,
0: it's just like, like, like work. I... I I enjoy working at my nine to five. Everybody mm-hmm. knows to work at Aldi, right? But I have no problem taking a mental health day. No problem. Some of them do. They have a problem with it. Absolutely. Um, I think they think we're still ro- we're robots or something like that, and we're supposed to live and breathe that company when we have lives outside. You know. Yeah. So so. If I if I can't show up as myself, we just met and you can tell that I, I just I love to have a good time. Yep. I'm a training center captain. I train all the associates in, my, in our region and in, well, in our district, you know, when they go to different stores and I just love to have a good time. But if I can't if I'm not feeling well, if I'm not good mentally, I'm not good for anyone else. And I need to, and we need to get to a point where it's normalized and, and we can be aware of that and not feel scrutinized, not feel like we're letting someone down by taking a day for ourselves.
1: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love Aldi too, by the way.
0: Shout out to Aldi. Shout out to Aldi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes.
1: I'm, I'm an Aldi fan.
0: Yeah. But never, you know. Just about a, a little over a year now. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um another thing I wanted to touch to touch on. Dang, where what was it? It left me. It'll come back. It'll come back. But okay, so so you have this laugh for a purpose. Um it started as a comedy show. Yep. Tell us how you came up with the concept. Of what exactly were you laughing for a purpose for, like, tell us more about that.
1: So no one's ever asked me that. Great question. No one's ever asked me, like, why we did that. So I was, I just needed an outlet because I was still, I still had a void, right? So when I say I'm a 14-time suicide survivor, I'm a 1000 times suicide person. Like, 14 times I I attempted something, whether I took pills, was jumping a bridge, whatever it was. But daily, I was thinking about it, right? So it, it engulfed me. Um, I was researching it. It was, it was unreal. So finally, my wife said, this is about the ninth time in the hospital. Finally, my And I was really smart on how to get out of the hospital. I knew what to say, when to say it. Yeah. So finally, my wife took the kids, and she said, me and the kids are going to my mom's. If you get help to get us back, I'm not coming back. But if you get help for you, then we're here weighed heavy on me that i was, stayed in that
3: was
1: heavy a, yeah yeah and, it, and i needed it and i thank her daily for it and i stayed in for a very long time and got help for me mm-hmm. so when i got out i was like oh wow um these four hours i have nothing to do um, do i go back online and look for suicide stuff um so the only thing i knew is to go out with my buddies and have a drink mm-hmm. and we went drinking there was an open mic And I got home, I was like, this comedian sucked. I want to do stand-up because I'm funny. And my wife's like, all right. So she called her mom and her mom and her sister, and everybody came for stand-up. And I had an act for it. And the first time, it just blew up. And then as I was leaving, somebody's like, hey, I got a comedy festival next week. Do you want to be on it? And I'm like, "Um, this is my first time ever doing this. And he's like, no, there's no way. I'm like, no, it is. He's like, your first line, because my very first line was, I'm not really a comedian. I just know we get free drinks and at my house we have no wa- running water and I needed to pee. People cracked up <laughs> laughing. Well, here's what's funny, Aaron, it was true. It was true. I had no water. And and I started doing that and I started and then I started doing jokes about like I'm a big guy. I'm 6'10. Um I'm 4'61 now. At that time I was like 5'40. Um so I'm a big dude, so I did a lot of jokes about my size and mm-hmm. and I realized that I was able to captivate people just by talking. So that was all it was. And then I got the semicolon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, guy reached out to me, you know, and we knew he's like, hey, my buddy does tattoos. You know, I want to pay this for you. And I was like, great. So then that night after I got tattooed, tattoo, I went and did a show and a lady was crying. She was watching me and she was crying. And she came up to me and she said, here, and she bought me a beer. And she goes, anything you want to eat, we, my husband and I want to buy it. She goes, not only were you the funniest, but I love the bravery. And I said, bravery? She's like, I saw the semicolon tattoo. And I said, and? She goes, well, my son has one because of a suicide attempt. I'm like, no, ma'am. I use a lot of run-on sentences. And this was my way to remind me not to. And she just started cracking up laughing. And she's like, oh, my God. And I gave her a hug. And I said, ma'am, it is. I said, but I wanted to make sure I got you not thinking about that
2: yeah
1: and i walked away from that like there's something to it so i went home and i was writing comedy and i was watching the game show network and what did bob barker do at the end of every show get your pet spayed and neutered so his whole show led to this get your pet spayed and neutered. That's what we remember. He had a reason he wanted to say that. So I decided to write all my 5-minute shows 4 minutes and end with a minute talking about mental health. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, I was like, I we're going to do something with this and I said I want to host a show. And all my comedian friends were like listen, we'll we'll do it for you, no charge um one of the venues i used to perform at he was like you can have my venue no charge i'll even give 10 percent of all the sales and i was like okay i need to go on this and i started tirelessly reaching out to people saying i need stuff to auction off mm-hmm. so started out with local people giving me you know art that they've made gift certificates then um, I said, This is not enough. I want to do more. So I reached out to people and L. King, uh, Grammy Award winning singer, she sent me donations. Her dad's Rob Schneider. A lot of people don't know that he sent me stuff. Um, we had four or five professional wrestlers who sent autographs to us. We had autographs from Kim Kardashian. Um, like we, these are people that we spoke to that wanted to help this little show in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I realized more people need to do this because people care about mental health and so we just started traveling hosting shows all about mental health and that's how it came and the name my wife's like well we're going to name it we need to buy a website we need to promote this what are we going to name it and i said i don't know i said it's comedy and there's a reason behind it you know and she's like well what's the purpose of it and i'm like comedy for a purpose I can't do that and she's like no I love it and she was designing and I'm like no I love this but it puts me into just comedy
2: mm-hmm.
1: it puts me it into limits you yeah gotcha. so I said laugh for a purpose I said because no matter how bad of a day you're going if you can find that laughter you know if you're having a shitty day and you hear a joke that makes you laugh 10 second laugh, 30 second laugh. That that laughter during that time, you forget the world. You're mm-hmm. just laughing. So I said laugh for a purpose. Everything we can do, laugh for a purpose. You know, and, and now we just kind of use for a purpose. Like I got Twitch for a purpose for my Twitch things. We got baskets for a purpose for my basket thing. Everything's for a purpose, but laugh for a purpose is who we are because we we want the world to smile. We want them to laugh.
0: I love that. I love that entire story. The- the shout out to you and I will pick you back off of um the lady who was at your um, comedy show uh, that bravery um it's just now and it's not really normalized but it's just now people are being okay with talking about um suicide mm-hmm. and and their attempts I've I I have this is going to sound horrible but I have about 5 or 6 under my belt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you know, and each time um I came uh, each time I woke up like what the hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what the hell and and to be quite frank, I'm like I I don't I don't have it in me. You know, I have no more. I don't have it in me. So what the hell? Like, why isn't this working? Um, so so shout outs to you for, for and, and your wife, for holding you up and holding you accountable.
1: Yeah. And, and wow. you're so right. People don't talk about it. But what's more important is learning how to talk about it, right?
0: And that language.
1: Just talk to just me. Just about talk. It. Just talk. But yeah. I'm trying to change. I don't like the word committed. Right? There's a few words I don't like. We don't commit cancer, right? Hell no. We don't, we, we commit crimes. So they don't commit suicide. They died by suicide. That's my first one. My second one is, um, and I have been to 50 to 60 hospitals talking to the doctors about this. If I, if I come into the hospital with a stomach full of sleeping pills, do not write on that paper, failed suicide attempt. I'm still there. I'm still alive. What's failure about that? Mm hmm successful suicide attempt i succeeded in doing what i wanted to do but that's not a success story yeah i'm no longer with you so the the medical field's got to change failed suicide attempts and and successful suicide attempts it's it's not right and like you know you've been there you you've attempted you know like five different times like you said you got them under the belt like the the problem is, is like when people see it, they're like, suicide is the easy way out. No, it's not. You don't think, you don't think when I've got that knife to my wrist that I'm not thinking about everything I leave behind. I'm the breadwinner of the family. I am the only worker. We are a single income household with three kids and a grandkid on the way. You don't think that one goes through my mind? You know, my wife has back issues. She can't even pick up a case of soda without her. And you don't think that's through my mind? You don't think knowing what my kids are going to have to hear through school that they don't have a dad, their dad took the easy way out of the world. You don't think all this goes through my mind? That's not an easy way out. It's not a cowardly way out. And I don't know if you had it, but when I talked to my friends, it pushed me farther. Because if I call and say, "Hey, Aaron, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to live anymore. And you say, well, I don't get it. You have a great wife and great kids. I know. <laughs> like,
0: I know all of that. Like, because like it's, yeah, go, go if, ahead. If I
1: call you and say, Aaron, I want to die and you tell me all these great things and you try to fix me. Well, let's turn it around. Aaron, I have stage four cancer. I have six days to live. Your Your, your immediate thing is going to be, Hey, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what can we do? I, I want to be there where, for where you. Where, where, yeah, let's turn it up. Same reaction you need from your friends when you are talking about taking your life. Mm. That's what I wanted when I called you. I wanted you to be like, "Yo, you got six days to live. Let's make the best six days." I want you to be like, "Yo, you think your life is shitty? And you don't let. Just turn it up. Let's have fun. Let me show you." But we don't get that because, like you said. Not normal to talk about it. Mm-hmm.
0: And it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people so uncomfortable mm-hmm. to talk about. And uh, I don't I love Brene Brown. That's my mm-hmm. girl. Like if I ever get a chance to meet her, I'm gonna fangirl my we're gonna make I, that happen. Listen, Brene is she is top, top tier. Um and uh it's it's not where was I going? Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it! Um, it's something that she said that really, really like it hit. It was chef's kiss. Like I love how you it. <laughs> it was chef's kiss. It, it it come to me, but you know it's not it's not normalized, and and it makes people uncomfortable. Ha! See, uncomfortable. Went back to it. Now I got well. it. So she said we have to be able to show up and be able to talk and know that sometimes we're going to say things wrong, but we have to have that, mm-hmm. that space, you know, that knowledge to know that, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to fuck it up. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Just be willing to, to learn and grow together. You know, talking about suicide, do you think it's easy for someone who's tried to commit it to talk about it? You know, who's, who's, who's tried to, to take their lives like on a, like several times on you know and and I don't know if this is something that you deal with but there's times when I feel like mentally drained and down and I still think about it I still think about it and I I I don't know if that's the fact that I'm 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 forever connected because I've actually attempted multiple times or some whatever magic or whatever the case may be but I still struggle with those thoughts. I I found um, a connection. I found like a a solid reason to be here, and 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 a, an a anchor. I found an anchor. So it's to the actual act. I haven't actually acted on it in a in a while. Mm-hmm. But those thoughts they still don't stop. Come up. They don't stop. They don't stop. They don't stop. So so this wonderful, you know, amazing person that everyone knows, Aaron, is da 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 Understand that every day is not rainbows and butterflies. There are some days where I absolutely think about taking my life.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: and it's so important to have a good circle, a good um, support system that you can go to when you're feeling those feelings and they're not trying to fix you. They're just there to, to help you, to help you navigate through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, I think part of it is you're right. You know, once you've done it, you always think about it. Right. You know, it's kind of like that X you can't get out of your head. You know, although you hate them and you don't want anything to do with it. And you're happy with your, your spouse you have now, but you always, that X is always in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing. You know, it, it's, it's always there. And, um, you know, we, And I do talk about it a lot with a lot of people. And I think the problem is, and the reason I do it is because there are thousands and thousands of mental health podcasts out there. There are thousands and thousands of mental health advocates. There's even more during the month of March or May because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. You know, I love you guys. Just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, I I can't stand that. But uh, they all want to say the same thing. And if if any of them are listening, and I know a lot of them will when I see that you and I together, um, I hate when they say, we want to stop the stigma. And you're only talking about it. You got to do. Right? Just talking to people isn't going to change the stigma. You got to get out there and give people compliments. You got to get out there and talk about it, the real life with real people. You got to make a stand, you know? We we recently won a $10,000 business grant from HGTV. Uh, Marco Simone chose us. He loved our mission. He loves what he did. And everybody's like, are you going to put it towards the basket? You don't know. No, we're going to put a lot towards it, but we're going to buy a tent and promotional items so we can start setting up booths at health fairs and this and that. And everybody's like, so when I when I set at these booths, they're like, what are you selling? Nothing. Are you doing your podcast here? No. Are you getting signups here? No. What are you doing? We're letting people know we love them, and we're giving them a chance to tell their story, and we're going to tell ours. so you're you're paying forty dollars to set up a booth and you're not financially making anything or trying to make anything. No.
0: It's not about the money.
1: Not even getting a sign up. like you're not even having people sign up? No. Now, granted, we give them a little gift and it does have our logo and we we do hope that a lot of them are listening and you know um but we're there to normalize it just let people know yeah just let them know it's okay to talk about it and and be and be so honest Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know
1: what kept you like when when somebody asked me one day when you're going through your hardest attempt Like your hardest point when you were ready to go. What kept you from not taking your life? Cubs went to the playoffs is what took me. I'm a Chicago Cub diehard fan. I was driving to the bridge. And I heard on the radio, I was listening to talk radio. And I was crying. But I heard him say, I really believe this is the year the Cubs will win it. I think they're going to take this World Series. And I said to myself, you have lived. 36 years at this point and all you ever wanted was the Cubs to win the World Series. What's the irony of your ass killing yourself and then they win the World Series? You're going to feel like a dumbass. And I told myself that and I turned around and I sat through the playoffs. I sat through my depression and the Cubs won and I was excited. I was happy. <laughs> I was on a bridge once and I studied which bridge? My height, my weight, this bridge. I studied it. I was on a bridge once. And I was very strategic where I put the car because I my, that was our only car. So I, in the suicide letters I left, uh, I told my wife where to get the car,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I left it running and I left the radio on full blast so someone would hear it, right? Because I because I had everything planned. I was very strategic. And Thomas Rhett's got this stupid song "Live Before I Die," you know, and or um, I don't remember the title of it now, but I would always sing it. And I'm a bad singer, but it was that one song that I thought I felt really good, that I sounded yeah. good. We all got <laughs> that song. That you're like, I can nail this stuff, right? And and I started singing it. And it took me out of that mood. And I'm like, how can I sing this song? And I taught my lungs in 30 seconds. And I got back in the car. You know? It was different when the cop pulled me off the bridge and drugged me to the hospital, right? It was different. It was different when I, you know, and, and I was strategic about it. I would get my blood pressure medicine and I wouldn't take it. And then I would get the refill and now I have two bottles worth, then I take them all, you know? But it's just like, I'm, I'm telling you this and it's normal for me. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we, we got to do. Yeah, but instead, what we do is everybody uses their mental health struggles and they use it like a fart. They hold it in in public because they're embarrassed, but when they get home, the family has to deal with the stink.
0: Yeah,
1: we yeah, got to change. I it.
0: love that. That's a, that's a hell of a comparison, Maybe, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: that's, true, though. It's so it's so true, and um, it's just we. I, I will never thank you enough for the work that you've done, the work that you are doing, the work that you do on yourself every day, um, because it's it's awesome hearing your stories and hearing what it was that made you rethink. Mm-hmm. It. Like, like it. I think there's people out there who have never, like, thought about it or anything like that. it's not an aha moment yeah they'll they'll think it's like a family member or you know something made it could be something so small but we have to get to a point where sometimes the shit don't it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it's okay this is not your journey to go on but also understand that respect it understand it learn it So that you can show up to have these types of conversations with other people and, and just listen, Yep. just listen, especially if you've, if you've never thought about suicide or, or you've never attempted or, you know, anything like that. Try to take your life. Just, just listen, listen, listen to the stories and believe the stories.
1: Yeah, you listen. You listen to hear. You don't listen for your chance to talk, right? Yeah, and, and, and we do need to normalize. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Like, I didn't count these as the attempts, but if I got a bottle of pills and I feel really shitty and I reach for that bottle of pills and I get a whiff of my wife's pot roast, you think my ass is gonna try to take himself when she's cooking pot roast? No, I love her damn pot roast.
0: <laughs> I got stay alive for one more meal. exactly, <laughs> you
1: know why not? You know, and and that's the thing, and. And that's why people are like, man, you always laugh when you talk about the times you, yeah. And I can break down, you know, I laughed out that my dad is a piece of shit. I hate my father. We don't speak. And he's just a bad person, doesn't believe in mental health. We have no relationship. And I called him once and I said, Dad, and we were on talking terms at this point. I said, Hey, Dad. I said, I met some guys. And so we'd start talking about how me and you used to hunt growing up. And I was like, and they want to go hunting with me, but I don't have a gun. Can I borrow one of your guns? My dad's the biggest asshole in the world. He won't do a thing for anybody. He's so selfish that he wouldn't let his son borrow a gun. I wasn't going hunting. He saved my life. Piece of shit. He saved my life because of his greediness. But he saved he my life. Know it. Nah. No, nah, and I told him when we had it out one day, I said, one time in my life, you did something good for me. That's when he told me no, but you told me no for another reason, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I tell the stories and I'm, I'm not proud of them. If you're listening, I'm not proud of the time I took pills. I'm not proud of the time I tried to drown. I'm not proud of any of this, but it's me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's made me who I am today. Right before I got on this podcast, I got an email from a teacher. She's like, hey, the four baskets you sent out for our, because she's a special needs teacher, the four baskets you sent out for the four students I was talking about came today. And they wanted to draw you a picture and thank you. That all came, that idea came and where I am today and what we are doing today. And the reason I'm on this show with you today is because I had those 14 attempts and because I had those thousands of thoughts. So I'm not proud of them. I don't talk about them laughing like I'm proud of them. I talk about them because it's who I am. I don't like being 400 and some pounds. I'm working on it. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm eating healthy. We're getting better, but it's who I am. So if I want to make a joke about my size, I will make a joke about my size. It's who I am, and that's what it is. You said, you, like you said it to somewhere. What you said in the same way I am. Some people be like, "How can she say it?" So yeah, you know, under her belt. Yeah, Yeah, under your belt. It's my
0: story to tell.
1: Right, right. (laughs) That's it. my
0: story, and this is how I I rationalize, or whatever the case may be. This is how I choose to speak about my truth. Mm -hmm. No one has the the right to tell someone else how they can speak about their truth. And and let that be known, that is fact for my listeners. No one has the right to tell you how you can speak about your truth. If I want to say I got... Four, five, six, seven under my belt. Then
1: under your belt. Shit, it's
0: under my belt. You know, if I want to laugh and and joke about some of the hardest times in my life, if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm I won't even say I'm sorry because I'm. Yeah,
1: no, no reason to apologize.
0: If it makes you uncomfortable, dot 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 dot. that's the best I got for you yeah. you know and this is this is that authenticity that we talked about that yeah we talked about <laughs> in the very beginning it took me a really really t- a long time to be able to show up authentically as a black woman as a black lesbian as a black lesbian with a white wife like it took me a long time to be comfortable with who I am today and I will never let man mother person Take me out of that. You can't. You can't because
1: no, life is a camera. Life is a camera. You gotta focus on what's important, capture the good times, develop from the negatives, and when things don't work out, just take another shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's my life, you know. And you know, I, I the struggles you have, you know, one in society today, being black alone as a struggle. And and here's the thing, and and here's what I say. To me, it's not. It may not be a struggle. You may have the greatest police in your area, and that's not even part of your mind, right? You may live in an area that's not racist, and and everything's fine. But then you get those people, you know, of different races who see and like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're going through. You don't know. I may not be going through anything. You know, I don't need your sympathy. <laughs> and then being a lesbian in the world today. Phew, I got it. I got two and, a, kids. And,
0: a, and a masculine presenting lesbian. Like at right. that, like right. it's, it's a, oh, she wants to be a man, and oh my god, yeah. The the and then and outside then, your race and, and outside your race and, and then, <laughs> and, then
1: ah! <laughs> and like the trifecta.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like a three strikes yeah. out the gate. Yeah, so for me. If I want to laugh at this shit, I'm going to
1: laugh. Laugh.
0: I'm going to laugh. I'm going to hey, laugh for Hey, you
1: know, you, you ever play pool, like billiards? Yep. You know how to win the game? Tell me. White girls knocking the black one. <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that's how you win. That's,
0: that's, that's how right you win that game. Right in the pocket.
1: <laughs> right there. But, yes. you know, and... and and, you know, speaking of, like, society issues that you go through, that's that's one thing that a lot of people and I disagree on. Because I think we need to get to a point in society where it's okay to disagree with things. Mm-hmm. I really do. So, I'll, to my dying day, my grandfather was the greatest man I knew. My grandfather would hate you. Because you're black. My grandfather would hate you because you're a lesbian. My grandfather would hate your wife because she's dating you. Mm-hmm. But I love my grandfather. That's how he was raised, right? Like where we were raised back home, Indiana, my grandfather was six houses away from the grand dragon of the KKK. Cause that's what's instilled in your mind. That's where I come from. Right.
0: That's another word. Yeah. That's another, it's, it's lit in a whole different, in a whole yeah. different way. So,
1: so. I I I was the one in my family who went on Christmas morning was not allowed on any of my family's Christmas house uh, house. I couldn't go to my aunts or my grandfather's for Christmas because my best friend who I met through a basketball tournament was a black kid, right? Mm-hmm. So I was ousted, right? But that, but I still love my grandfather, <laughs> right? Now, you're not going to be in my corner if you're racist, right? But if you don't support black lives matter i don't have to hate you because i do Mm
2: -hmm.
1: if you support trump and i don't i don't have to hate you if you don't support the lgbtq community as long as you respect my kids and my my friends
0: that respect
1: i don't have to hate you Mm -hmm. and we're in society now where it's like Hey, I really like you. What's your political beliefs? What do you believe about Black Lives Matter? What do you believe about the LGBTQ community? Mm,
0: It's this or that. It can't be this and.
1: I don't get it. I I don't get it. Like, my kids are part of the LGBTQ community, and I tell them, y'all have too many damn initials. (laughs) Like, I'm going to figure it out. It's simple. We are done with the initials. Every place in the world is going to have two bathrooms. It's a stand-up or a sit-down. If you got a stand-up to use the bathroom, you go into this one. You want if you really you want to sit down, you go into this one. We are divided by standees and cities. That's it. That's standies how the world is. and goes.
0: cities. Just make sure you wash your handies. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: you know? And and it's just, it's one of those things to me. It's like society's making us break farther apart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's the same way with mental health. It's a taboo to talk about it. It's great to talk about it. If you talk about suicide, I don't want to be your friend. You know, if you have bipolar, that means you have a straight jacket. No, you know, listen, I got more titles than John Cena. I got bipolar, borderline personality disorder, PTSD. Like I got more than Cena's got, but you don't have to agree with my stance on it. But why can't we be friends? And and that's one of the biggest things that we're having issues with in society. Like we get on social media and... I don't give you my religious belief, my political belief or anything like that. But if I did, I'm going to lose people mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have to, because don't you like me
0: as, as, as a, as a person, that's who I am, right? who I show, you know, who I show you that I am.
1: Right. Like I, listen, I ain't going to church. I'll tell you that. Now I went, I tried that stuff. You know, I don't go to church yeah. and people don't like that about me. Why? I'm a good person. I don't, don't believe what you believe in. No big deal. I still love you.
0: And is it affecting you at all? That's the that's the that's the true question. That's the question yeah. at hand. Is it is my life? Who I am? Who I choose to love? Whatever. How is that affecting you? Right. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh, but now you're allowing it to because you're giving it so much damn energy. Yeah. But that's not me. That's not a me problem. That's a you problem.
1: Right. And I still love you. I still you know? love you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing is, I you know that's one of the things. And the reason I bring that up is because it affects people's mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. Say more. Go go. Let's go there.
1: If I go on, if I if I if I have a conversation with you, and I tell you, just in the midst of a conversation. And first off, I don't think this, let me, let me say straight away. I don't think this is just for a story. Uh, if I said disclaimer. to Ian, you, you know, disclaimer, yeah. And Black Lives Matter is a hate group. I say that to you. Let's say that offends you and you don't want to deal with me anymore. When I go home and I reach out, Hey, I enjoyed that show. And you're not responding. I'm not thinking of that comment. I'm thinking of everything else I did wrong. So now I'm wondering what did I do to make her upset? Uh-huh. but instead an adult can come to me. He's like, you know what? I love you, Kev, but I, I have to disagree with this. Like this is my views. And then I can walk away from that conversation. Like, okay, this is what upset her, uh-huh. but my complex and my, one of the things I deal with every day is I care too much what people think about me. And I know I shouldn't, but I do.
2: Uh-huh. What did
1: I do to upset that person? Is it my fault? You know, because I'm so trained by society to just have to fit that mold. I have to be one person with you. I have to be another person with them that I've lost who I am.
0: I have lost you because. Yes. Is that something that came from your childhood?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. It came from my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't allowed to be myself. And also came from bullies at school. See, it wasn't until I was 41 and I'm 43 now that I realized I was bullied in school because I was bullied by my best friends. My best friends had me. I was a jock, right? I was a cool kid. I was in the cool group. No, I was in that cool group and you couldn't touch me, but I was in that cool group. So they had somebody to pick on.
0: You were the big guy from Varsity Blues, weren't you? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience.
1: But I wasn't that big then. I wasn't until later in high school. But yeah, okay. that was me. Like I was the cool guy in that group so they could pick on me.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So um, I always had to be somebody else because my passion is poetry. Passion. But part of the language, the worst word in the world. But when you are in 1994, 95, you're in high school and your thing is poetry, you are called a fag. Yeah. Right. So, so it's, it's one of those things where like, even today, I know how offensive that word is that I've got to redesign myself, not to offend my own kids with it, but it was just our lingo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. It was what we said. And, but you didn't want to be called that. Right and that's what it was i was gay i was i was queer i was all because i I liked poetry right like what they didn't know is i like poetry because my words would get your girl in my bed but anyway uh, (laughs) (laughs) i learned it quick guys Uh, but i like poetry and it, it it's i wasn't allowed to be that person I was a hell of a ball player. Like I could have went pro if I would have stayed with it my whole life. Mm -hmm. I was that good. But my junior year, I found a passion for academics. So my senior year, I joined the academic team. And my coach said one or the other. Uh. And I said, one of us, and I said, one of the two is going to get my name when you drive into my hometown on a little plaque. Mm -hmm. Because they do that, right? When you win a state champion. And he said, thank you. And I threw my jersey in his face and said, your team ain't going to get it. And I walked away. My name's in my hometown when you go by because we won the English academic team state meet because I was the captain. But my dad quit talking to me. See, he was happy to go to McDonald's to get a free drink because he was Kevin's dad. And Kevin scored 30 points the night before. My mom loved working at the post office. Oh, your son was so great. I never got to be myself my whole life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then I didn't know who I was. And that's when the mental health took in. Because see, at 17, when the doctor sent me home or the school sent me home with a note um, and the police drove me home and told my parents on that Thursday that I can't go back to school until I get psychiatry because I was talking about killing myself. I went back to school that Monday with a note that said I saw a psychiatrist, and I didn't see a psychiatrist until I was thirty-six.
0: Wow! Wow! So, what do you what do you think is that moment when you saw a psychiatrist? Is that the moment when you were married and your wife said, "Hey, get it together"? Or well, no, what was I that had that a, later I,
1: on. I saw so many before because every time Not I was getting out of the hospital, they would force you to see one. I had some of the worst. I had I had a counselor. Who told me once? Hey, all these attempts you did with the way heroin is in Cincinnati. How come you never tried to kill yourself with heroin?
0: Thank you. <laughs> Try that <laughs> mix. <laughs> all right. Sorry, sorry.
1: I, I called my wife. I said, "This bitch just told me how to kill myself. <laughs> it is painless, apparently." So we go down on Fourth and Vine after work. I'm like a I'm a getting gist- some heroin, and I'm a gist- but.
0: Get high and just keep going.
1: Right. I didn't trust them anymore. I didn't yeah. trust counselors. And then when my wife told me that, I decided to open up and start trusting them. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever been in a mental health facility. They're wild. I've they're never wild.
0: been in one, but yeah, they're wild. wild. They're like a they're like a
1: jail. So okay. they're like I've a new been job. In there before. <laughs> they're like a new job. Everybody grabs you to the corner. This person's this, this person's that. Don't watch this person. Like, you know. Uh, So, and there's a lot of like, hey, will you watch out? Make sure Nurse Crash ain't coming down the hall because I'm going over to the girls' ward and do my Like, that's the type of thing it was, right? Got you. And they always told me when the psychiatrist comes, because this was on a Friday, Psychiatrists don't come till Monday. If you hear high heels walk into your room, make sure you don't say a word because you don't want this one. It's old Russian lady. And I hear I'm coming to my room and she comes sits down and introduce herself. And I'm like, and she's like, what brought you here? And I was like, oh, I'm just sad, blah, blah. And I give her this story. I can't remember what I told her. And she got up, turned around. I was like, is that it? And she goes, well, if you're going to bullshit me, yeah, that's it. She goes, I read right through you. She goes, you're an open book. She goes, you're just giving me a line of bullshit that you want me to hear. She goes, so when you can grow up and be an adult, I'll come back. And like really rude. And she started walking and i said bitch and she turned around and she was absolutely and then i broke and i cried and i told, ta- and i thank her oh my god i love that lady and then the doctor i see now she put me up with right like and he started talking about it and i started getting it out you know yeah stupid, they had stupid classes that i call stupid like art therapy and you go down and you build a jewelry box. It's like you would bring your kids to do at Lowe's on a Sunday. But I built one for my wife. I wanted and it's still here. Like it's, it's a part of our life and I embraced it. Yeah. And through embracing, getting help, I embrace who I am and what I am. And I realized I was broken. I'm not on that bandwagon of saying we're not broken because I was broken.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And I don't, the one thing I always will get from church is they have the most beautiful buildings and they have the most beautiful stained glass windows. Mm -hmm. And every one of those windows started from broken glass. Stained glass is so beautiful. And it brings so many people in. Because I don't care what people say, so many people will decide what church to go to by the building, right? That stained glass plays a big part of that. And that shit's broken glass. So that's broken. I'm okay to be broken, right? I'm still broken. I'm put back together, but I'm broken. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's that stained glass. And what they do is they find the best glass. So when they break you, all the flaws come out of you. And that's what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. So when I embrace that I was broken and I can still be beautiful, man, the world's mine now. I'm still, I still get setbacks. I did today. I woke up today, look at my bank account, look what I want to do compared to what I can do, right? And then realize I got to go mow grass and my yard doesn't look good because we haven't had a lot of rain and I take pride in my yard. So even though I'm mowing, it doesn't look like I want it. So I'm mad about that. And then... I just look at everything and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm frustrated. I'm down on myself. Like my grass doesn't look good. You know, I would love to rather do this than this for dinner tonight, but finances is going to keep me from doing that. Like shit stacks up on me. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, what kind of dad am I? I can't do this for my kids today. I can't do that for my kids today. And I hate me. I don't hate the situation. I start hating me and I'm like what could I do better what could I do and that, and that's just, just a cycle that you know it's okay if, you, if you're if you listening and you deal with that it's okay you deal with that it's okay not to be okay I'm with you but it's how you grow from that it's how you what do you do now you know do, do I okay I know what I do you know I, I'm gonna do my Wednesday thing and my daughter's coming over tonight because we watch wrestling on Wednesday so my oldest will be over here so I'll be back here doing my Twitch. Twitch is over at like 10 o'clock. I'll go out there and hang out with them for the hour before she leaves. But you better be guaranteed that Instacart's going to come to my house with some ice cream later tonight. I can't take them off to dinner. I can't buy pizza. Buy my $35 worth of groceries that I'll use and throw some ice cream in there and we'll have a little ice cream party. So I just focus on what I can do. Yeah. But it's okay that I hate myself. It really is okay to hate yourself sometimes. You know? But I look at it now, and I try to find that shining light. I met you today. This is a lifelong friendship, you know? I, I got to meet somebody I've never met. At 8 o'clock tonight, I have a twi- uh, Twitter space, and I have thousands of people coming in the room, and no one else talks but me, and I just give an inspirational speech for 10 minutes. I get to inspire people today. So I'll mm-hmm. find those good things, even though it was. And I literally said in my mind how much better it would be if I wasn't around
0: it's it's amazing what how we can spiral and what in the stories that we make up in our our minds about ourselves and I just thank you for just sharing your your strategy on on feeling those feelings cuz that's one thing that I will always stand on. Feel your feelings, don't ever run from them. Feeling your feelings and then also learning how to navigate those feelings. Yeah. Learning your way through them so you can work through them and you come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know. Um you know, it's just, it's just really it's really an inspiring to hear like the rawness of your story the ups and downs and the things you do to help you cope because yeah. over, early you was like yeah I just came in from cutting grass I had no idea that everything else that you had going on everything else that was going on in your, in your mind I'm just like oh he just got got him from cutting grass a <laughs> little bit yeah. I know yeah. there's so much more underneath that iceberg of cutting of cut you grass, have, grass
1: do you have do you live in an apartment or do you have grass where you're at
0: we have we have grass outside yeah you got
1: to cut your grass right
0: yeah
1: okay so when you cut your grass your neighbors may think it looks great but you don't you see the work it needs right so if you cut your grass tomorrow and two more days it still needs work again
2: mm-hmm. right
1: Sometimes your grass gets so out of control, you need to get other people to help you cut your grass. Sometimes your neighbor's grass comes into your grass, right? And the thing is, is when I look outside, I find when that grass, everybody else thinks it looks good, but I can see it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Your grass is your mental health. You got to do work on your yard. You are your yard. You got to cut your grass. You've got to just you know you meticulously do the things that you need to do and i don't give a shit what my neighbors say about my grass that's my grass Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but there's so many times that i can't work on my grass because i just don't feel like it and it just grows and i do it again and it just grows and it keeps growing at that point i've got to say i need help Mm -hmm. it's the same way with your mental health you do your grass you cut your grass that's your yard right but don't judge other people's grass Maybe they don't have three dollars to put gas in their mower. Maybe, maybe they don't have anybody. They broke their leg, you know. But just like mental health, don't judge somebody else's mental health. You don't know what's going on in their life. Who are you to judge it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe the grass is high for a reason. You don't know.
0: Yep, and and you don't know, and you're instead of instead of judging, why don't you go have a conversation? Why don't mm-hmm. you go talk yep. about the grass? Hey, I you know, know I, you, I I, your grass I was is outside.
1: Alive. I was outside mowing one day. The first day I started, I decided I want to do a Twitter space. And I was like, I want to do it where I just mute the room and give 15 minutes of motivation, right? And I didn't know what I was talking about. I was all nervous. And I went outside and I cut grass. That's my day off. Like today, it's why it's cutting grass. And I started thinking about how it is so close to my mental health. See, my neighbor's grass that day was growing into my yard. Like his weeds were coming over. That eventually does affect me. And I realized when I saw that, I just trimmed it for him. And I did it for my reasons, but I trimmed it. And and I started thinking, I was like, you know what? How often is my grass grown into my wife's life? And she's still here. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: She kept trimming it. She stayed, you know? And then I got done with my grass. and, And when I was done, I wasn't done edging. And that's important to me. My neighbor drove by. One of the neighbors lives in this community he drove by and he's like, man, I love driving by your house. You always got such a nice yard. We live in a mobile home park, right? Which is fine with me because I was homeless five years ago. Mm. We live in a mobile home park. And he's like, I love your, I love your yard. So we got a real nice shed. I got my wife a Beautiful Swing. We got bird feeders. Like, it's a beautiful yard. But it looked like shit to me because it wasn't edged yet.
2: Mm.
1: And I realized, man, when he sees my yard, he thinks it's perfect but it's not. It needs a lot of work. When people see me, maybe they think I've got it all together and they don't realize that there's work still to be done. Yeah. So I came in and I was like, I know what I'm going to talk about. My wife's like, Mom. I was like mowing your grass and she's like, what? And I was like, I'd like you to listen tonight. And she just listened. And she's like, that's it. I was like, what? And she's like, mowing your grass. That's your thing. She goes, your goal in life is to be a motivational speaker. She goes, that's your thing. Everybody's got that one shtick. They talk about different things, but they got that one mm-hmm. thing that everybody like. That's the guy. And she's like, "You're the grass guy," the grass you know. Guy. And and that's and every time I mow, I find more and more that does compare my grass. And it's not doing it to build a resume to do more talks. It's building it for my life because when I can compare my mental health to something so tangible, it makes my life easier to it man- manipulate. Means, but, it makes
0: it easier to navigate. Yeah, it means hmm. it easier to manage. Yeah, absolutely. When you can when you have something, because we can, <clears throat> we can try to compare it to, to things that are outside of our reach or like the, the ideas that flowed in our mind. But when you have something that's as, as tangible as going outside and, and touching your grass and mm-hmm. and watering your grass and making sure you seed and uh, it doesn't get closer than that.
1: Yeah, no, no. And yeah. every day, like, like, you know, when we're done, before I get ready for all my stuff tonight, the, um, around my fire pit, I got a weedy and um, clean my mower and do all that and end. You know, and it's just like I like doing that stuff as yeah. much as it kills me because I'm out of shape um, and I and I, I push it. You know, um, it, it it's the act of doing it sucks, but that's just like my mental health. The acting, I don't like going to psychiatrists. I don't like taking meds. I'm 43 and I've got a daily med thing, right? I, I never thought that would be my life.
2: Yeah.
1: And I hate it, but it's needed. And then when I can step back and look at it, I mean, I will, I will. It, it is so stupid. And I know my neighbors probably think something out outlandish about me. I will put everything away and I will walk to the edge of the driveway and I will just admire my yard. That's what I have. That's my yard. Like yeah. you know when when you live under a underpass and you have a concrete slab that you your three kids you and your wife sleep on for a little while, you admire that grass, you mm-hmm. love that grass, you know yeah. and and I will I will admire it and it's it just it brings me to that relation like that is my mental health, you know, and I'll check it off. it's a good day today. Grass is a good day today.
0: Grass is a good day today, yeah, yep. I love it and and I I love that. And one of my favorite sayings is I always say, you know, um, how are you? Or how's your day going on? I'll always say any day on this side of the grass is a good day. Mm-hmm. Any day on this side of the grass is a good day. Um, because, I mean, even even if it's not a good day, any day that I am still here, I am still living and serving my purpose <laughs> yep. is a good day to me. If I can find that one thing, if I can find that one person, if my content reaches one person and it made them them happy, if I complimented one person and they smiled, then I've lived that day. Well, you live, live today. today.
1: You live today because you put a smile on my face.
0: Thank you. And, and, and same for you because I you're s- hilarious. I say <laughs> you gave
1: me a spoon. A right?
0: spoon? Yeah. A spoon.
1: You heard the spoon. Have you ever heard of the spoon theory? No. Okay, I'm going to no. educate you. So, the spoon theory started out with people who have detrimental pain, mm-hmm. like they live with chronic pain. I turned to mental health, and it's grown in the mental health world. So, let me explain how I can talk to people in mental health it's I start my day with 12 spoons.
0: Okay.
1: Takes me a spoon to get up and shower. If I eat, That day, because I don't feel like eating, that's two spoons. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I get up and go to work, that's two spoons. Now, by the time I get to work, I'm already down five spoons. So I have seven spoons left. Mm -hmm. Takes me about five to work. Yeah. So I've got two spoons left. I come home. I got to shower after a day of work. I don't want to shower, but I need to. I got one spoon. Wife has dinner. I don't want to eat. I just want to go to bed and forget about my day. But I eat. I don't have a spoon left. So if you ask me to come over to your house, my kids want to play a video game. Somebody wants to do a podcast interview. Somebody wants me to get on Twitter, play chess, whatever it is. I don't have any spoons left. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. But I added to that. You tell me you like my hat. You tell me I have a nice shirt. You love my smile. You hand me a coupon because you're not buying those chicken tenders, but I did.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. You let me go out. You pull over and let me get around you. Thanks for the spoon. So that's what I do. So you gave me a spoon today. And I carry I got a spoon keychains. And you know, I'm really big with the spoon thing. And um we're creating a new thing in October. It's going to be a hidden hidden web page on our website. So no one can get to it unless they know the link to it. Okay. It's hidden. But if you meet us out in public at one of our events, We are going to give you a green spoon, literally a plastic spoon. And we're going to write or have it printed the website link. Mm -hmm. That website will teach you what the spoon theory is and what I've created with the spoon. And then it'll give you a link to a discord channel called the spoonies. Only people who have met us in public will know what spoons mean and can join a group called the spoonies where we're there to support each other and give each other spoons every day.
0: You know what I love that.
1: Yeah. So I, that's my that I carry a spoon everywhere I go. I give people spoons and yep.
0: That's amazing. That's Because you you're absolutely right. We only have so much energy um that we can that that we have expendable in a day. And when you get to the point where that energy is depleted, there's you have nothing left left to give anyone. Right. But if but if we're moving through the day and we're getting complimented and and we're and we're you know that gives us more energy to to have at the end of the day, so we can yep. do the things that you know that we want to do. If you
1: if you look at your day today, you had a long day at work yeah right it took everything out of you you looked at your clock you lost the spoon because you were hoping you had more hours of the day and you didn't and you laid next to your wife you wish it could have been longer although it was longer than you expected you you were done you were spent you're out of spoons Mm -hmm. and i have a knack to see when somebody gets a spoon so when you and I were talking before the show and I talked to you about you know sponsorships, yeah. You gained a spoon because you're like <laughs> <worked> up. <laughs> you
0: <know? laughs> yeah. Literally, yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, no. and and that's and and when you can start seeing in life when you give somebody a spoon, it's a great thing. And again, it's that whole grasping, thing, that tangible thing, and just a spoon, you know?
0: Yeah, it's the it's the little things. Yeah. It's the it's the little things like you were saying, um. With the Kroger story, it may have been something small to you, but it was everything to her. And that is what we need to hold on to as we move through this world. Kindness. It may be something so small to you, but it could be everything for that person who's receiving it. And that's what we need to to know to, to hold on to when we're moving through the world. And maybe we encounter someone who maybe they aren't having a bad day. Yeah. I did loss prevention for a very very long time. I met people at their worst moments probably. Yeah. Not only are you out there stealing but you're probably about to get arrested cuz I gotta call the cops and you know I gave I give grace because when I was at my at my worst moments when I was doing some dumb shit out there that that's the grace that I wish I had. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the grace I wish I had gotten from other people and I didn't, you know, so, so learning from that experience. And like I told you earlier, this is story system and strategies, all uh, of resilience and action. That's all this yeah. is, is resilience and action to have a greater human experience. That is, that is the number one goal of this podcast of my talks and everything that I do is to let people know that you're no one's perfect. We're just here to learn. Yeah. We're learning how to have that greater human experience so we can have it. And then those people that are around us, they can have it as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I don't even have a motto for our podcast, but you do. It's,
0: listen, <laughs> it, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to finally figure out the the language, what I wanted it to say for it to really hit home. And that that greater human experience it just it just said something to me because i'm an alien <laughs> cuz i'm an alien well i'm just here to have a greater human experience That's across awesome. the board yeah
1: i i i just i live to make every day every trip around the sun better than last
0: see i love it, I love yeah. it. my motto in the very beginning is and was still um leaving this world better than i found it started yeah. with myself
2: yeah yeah yeah,
0: and then teaching other people and inspiring other people through the methods that I've used. And maybe it doesn't work for you. That's fine. Maybe you got to add your own little spices yep. to the pot, to the gumbo, but it's a chef's kiss. And it's yeah. a, and 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 you just, it's delicious. You get to enjoy it and then you enjoy life with it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love that. The, the <laughs> chef's kiss, I'm going to steal that one too.
0: <laughs> Do you have any... Any words of encouragement, anything you want to share for our list to our listeners right now?
1: Always. always. It? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Each and every one of us listening, every person listening, myself, Aaron, as well. In life, we get wrapped up in gotas. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You know, you you take your morning, you know, and I gotta go to the store, I gotta make this, I gotta get this. And we fill our lives with gotta. But for some reason, we're not putting the words, I got to make myself happy today in that list. And that's something you got to do. When you make that got a list, put yourself in that list because you deserve it. Mm -hmm. Pat yourself on the back. I know you've been through a lot. We all have. There's stress. But a bow and arrow, that bow doesn't fly unless you put stress on the bow. That arrow doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. So it's okay to have the stress and it's okay to hurt. But please... Put yourself on that got to list. Ain't nobody else going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. So when you make your list tomorrow, when you wake up in the morning, put yourself first. And if you don't believe you can be a superhero. And I do this every day. I put my hands in a fist. I put them on the side of my hips. And I look up and stick my chest out. And I stand there for literally two minutes like a superhero. <laughs> The endorphins kick in, and I walk out like I'm a superhero. Because if you've been through any kind of addiction, if you've been through any kind of mental health and you're here, you've got something. You're a superhero. And I know, even though I just met Erin this past couple weeks, I know I can speak for her when I say this, but just always remember, I love you, I respect you, and if it comes down to it, I will protect you.
0: That makes me feel really, really good. Like, I just got goosebumps. Um, (laughs) I really did. Like, there's, you meet people in this world. Um, You meet those that are in your life for a season and those that are in your life for a reason. And like I told you in the very beginning, you're stuck with me now.
1: Hey, I love Uh, it. I love it. Can Can I tweak that for you?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. The season
1: and reason. Absolutely. okay so everybody in the world says season and reason, all right? So I'm going to give you mine and only you and I will say it. Everybody's in your life either for a blessing or a lesson.
0: Blessing or a lesson. See a blessing or a lesson. And sometimes yeah. it's both.
1: Yeah. holy pe- crap. People yes. come in your, th- those people that are only in your life for a season, they taught you something.
0: Uh-huh.
1: About you and about them.
0: Yep.
1: So that was your lesson. Those people there by your side no matter what, that's your blessing
0: exactly
1: so i always love that season or reason and one day i was like man i hate taking things i want to do my own and i'm like lesson or blessing that's, yes, it. that's <laughs> it
0: that's it they're parallel they are yeah. parallel they, yep. yes exact same thing yeah those and those those reasons and and blessings you hold on to them you you hold on to them you hold on to them for their life yeah and 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 if ever you get to a point where you feel like that 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 relationship that bond is is wearing thin check in and be be okay with knowing that you're growing and then you may be growing apart you may be going growing in separate ways and 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 it's absolutely okay
1: yeah and let me say to you not your listeners they're still hearing this, right? But this is to you, right? Because you got a responsibility at your job. As you're, I can tell. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, you got a lot of people underneath you. You've got schedules to maintain with your podcasts. And I know things weigh on you and I can see it. So I just want to remind you, Aaron, you're enough.
2: I appreciate it. proud that. of
1: you. You're doing great. You're leaving the footprint that many people need to follow. And I am honored and happy to be a part of the journey. And I just want you, you're enough. Sometimes we need to be reminded, but you are, you're doing good things.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That, that again, more goosebumps. Um, I needed that. And it's so funny that those, those words of encouragement um, from, that come from an authentic place are always right on time. Yeah. Always right on time. Because like this is is hard work. Yeah.
2: It's it's hard. I know.
0: You you know, you know know. this is this is difficult. And I'm so like a big Kev, you are a a big name. A lot of people know you and know of you. And for us just to meet and to have such a strong uh, connection, for you to say those 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 kind words. It lets me know that I am on the right
1: path. You you are on it. You are. You're on it. Yeah. I joked around not too long ago because I still can't get over the fact that people post on Twitter, oh, life art appropriate followed me. And I'm like, who am I? People have me in their people have me as their background where I follow them. Like and and and, and I was joking one day and I said to my wife, I'm not famous yet because no one's got a tattoo of me. And it was a joke. Six minutes later, to the T, somebody sent me a picture on Instagram. They got Laugh for a Purpose tattooed on them. So you see behind me this, I'm so bad at backwards. But you see that painting that looks like a semicolon and somebody walking out of it? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so uh, a listener sent that to me. All around me, like anywhere I, I can just reach right here and pull a painting that somebody made for us or you know things that people have made like i get it but this guy got a tattoo of our logo because it meant enough to him yeah and i don't see it as fame i don't want to see it as fame Uh, i never wanted to be famous it's cool don't get me wrong there's times where it's like wow they knew me you know it's neat to be recognized for the good things we do yeah um but it, it, we have laugh for a purpose has become a name people know. I wanted it to your be.
0: purpose. It, it, it's That's why house. you're still here.
1: Yeah, and I and I tell people all the time, if you listen to any podcast and you did it twice, this one, by the way, any podcast I've ever done, whether I've been on or it was mine, people at some point use the word purpose. You did. Yep. You wanted to find your purpose, so it's a powerful word, Um, you know, but. Don't look at it as big because more people are going to know your name. It's going to be one of those I remember when I was on Aaron's show. I feel it. I, I've been on a few shows, and everybody knows I love Untapped, but RJ, if you're listening, and you better be because I listen to your shows, um, yeah, the best thing you've ever done is got me in touch with her, just so you know, my friend.
0: <laughs> RJ, is, a, RJ he, is the great connector
1: untapped keg podcast is one of the best podcasts out there to date they Facts. are so real about mental health and Facts. sobriety and uh, i
0: love his whole rebranding like yeah 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 it's doing, him it's things.
1: now him
0: yeah exactly
1: so yeah and, and him think- and i have our own men's group it's uh untapped keg or uh, Unt- untapped for a purpose
0: Untapped for a purpose.
1: Yes. We have a men's group that we meet on Zoom once a month and talk about our mental health with guys. And it's absolutely amazing. And I've been RJ's co-host. He's been my, he's just such a, and and it's that community, you know, Um, it's that community that I can't wait. And I am going to make a note. I want to be, we should do something special for your one year show. April, right? Yep. Yep. You do it on Tuesday. You remember what day you started?
0: April. Hold on, I'll pull it up right now. It was on a, that first Tuesday in April.
1: Okay, that's so the first Tuesday of this April will be April fourth.
0: April fourth.
1: We should do a big show. I've yeah. put it on my calendar. I'm blocking that whole day out. And I'm gonna. And, and as we close here, because I know I've taken so much of your time, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. I want to vice get... versa
0: because I got something coming for okay. you. But go
1: ahead. What's, what state are you in?
0: I'm in North Carolina.
1: Okay. So September 17th is National Physician Suicide Awareness Day. It is one of the most important days to me. Um, people don't realize that doctors are taking their own lives daily. Dentists, you know. So what we do. And we can't do it on the 17th this year because that's a Saturday and a lot of doctor's offices are closing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to probably do it on the 19th that Monday. But between the 16th and the 19th, whenever you want to do it, I need you to commit that you will go to one doctor's office or one hospital. Mm -hmm. Bring cookies and a handwritten note. So even if it's your own doctor, a handwritten note that just says, I appreciate you. It's National Physician Suicide Awareness Day, and I want you to know I love you and I appreciate you. And then send me a picture of you doing it because this year, instead of taking donations, I want to hit all 50 states. I've already got commitments to most of the states, and I also have Greece, uh, Turkey, Canada, and France. So that's our reach, and I'm going to hit and we were just accepted to be part of the Mental Health um, Association for National Suicide Awareness for what we do. They've never seen anything like what we do. Um, so we're proud to be a part of that panel. And anybody who ever wants to talk about it, reach out to me um, or use the hashtag Day. Um, and, and then, again, we're going to be launching a lot of it in the next coming days because it's a month away. But yep. will you commit where I can mark North Carolina off my you list? You
0: can mark it off. Yes. Mark it off. Okay. Mark it oh. up. And, and I'll even venture as to say that I will do it, and I get I can guarantee I can get at least three other people to do it.
1: I just want pictures.
0: That's, say I just less. I just want pictures,
1: so I make yeah, my video and show it. Um, so, and then we, we can get that video to show our reach at 50 Station, how important it is, um, and, and really make a change. Absolutely. Just talking about it. So, all right, how are you going to put absolutely. me on the spot? Because I am going to do the Smile Campaign, just so you know. Next Tuesday is my whole day.
0: Yeah, Okay. Listen, it's, it's,
1: can't wait. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) So, so before, before I ask you the last question, how can we reach you? How can we get in contact with you?
1: All right. So I am on every social media at laugh, the number four, a purpose. And when you say Kevin, you're not on Facebook. Facebook is not a social media. It is the Seth bull of hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am on all the, I'm on all the real social medias. Um, TikTok, every, every, Twitter is my most active. Uh, you can also find me at laughforapurpose dot uh, That is our website. You can always reach out to me at big kev at laughforapurpose. Um, and honestly, just I'm one of those people. My number one thing that I hate is someone saying I'm there for you, then they don't. Mm. I have called you out every single show, and I will call you out on other people's show. Logan Paul, you piece of shit. Don't care about the suicide thing. You apologize for it. I'm over that. I don't care about the antics you do. I care about when you tell people that you care about them and if they're on their last leg and they feel like there's no hope to reach out because you're not going to see them in your millions of emails. I'll see you all. I see you. I will reach i will respond i promise you so if you just need a punching bag somebody to listen to somebody to cry to somebody to talk to reach out to me at big cave laugh for a purpose i do respond
0: and he does because i, I sent him an email about this podcast and he responded like immediately yeah <laughs> immediately yeah, I, so I, yeah. I respond
1: fast no, sure i mean, i can't stand that any, any YouTuber, by the way, if you're watching and you say that to your community, please realize that your community sees you more than you see yourself. Your community loves you. They buy your merchandise. They buy your shirts. And if you're a Twitch streamer and you say, thank you, Jim, for subscribing, and they come into your stream and you say thank you, then maybe in their mind, they're your friend. So when you say reach out and you don't respond, that could be the last time they reach out. Mm-hmm. Please. You can't respond. Don't say it. I'm good. If you say, "Listen, I got a million followers. It's gonna be 24 hours before I get back to you. It's gonna be five days before I get back to you. I'll get back to you within the next six months." But don't say. Reach out. Yeah. I'll step. I'll step off my soapbox. Now.
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm here to to talk, have a conversation, also provide the space, f- provide that space. So. Yep. I think you're one of the first people to actually take up that space. I, I love it. And I'm 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 here for that. Um, okay. Bah, 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 bah. Nickelodeon. So big Kev, what is your definition of resilience?
1: Holy man. I can't wait to come on my podcast. My last question is not that hard like you want an example or just my Like,
0: like what like your personal what is your personal relationship how do you view resilience what does it mean to you
1: it's life because there's no life that's a straight path there's nowhere you drive to get there's no destination in the world that you're going to drive to That's going to be straight.
2: Uh
1: Every roadway has a curve. Every life has a curve and a challenge. And you can choose to go straight and you're not going to get anywhere. And you're going to get knocked down and you're going to run through shit in your life. It's going to be a brick wall. And you can at that point choose, do I just let this brick wall hit me or do I become resilient? Do I become, do I find the resilience and find the things that can get me through the wall not around it through it so to me resilience is how you live life it's more than it's more than a word it's 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 really almost life or death yeah it's do you enjoy life do you not enjoy life you know and and how do you take it because people who enjoy life the millionaires the famous people all these people you think enjoy life they had some shit come up against them i promise you that but they found that resilience in them. That's a great question. And that really makes you think of that word.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's
1: everything you do in life. It's purpose. Resilience is purpose. That's my definition.
0: Resilience is purpose.
1: What's your purpose in life? Because my purpose is to make a change. And in order to make that change and to leave that footprint on the world, I got to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Resilience is purpose for me. Yeah.
0: And that resilience is and it's purpose. And in, in turn, that resilience is in action.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Of being able, I have never not been able to turn anybody, every cause, because I, I, no matter who I interview, I get a million different answers, a million oh. responses to that question, and I can always, always, always tie it back to resilience in action. It's amazing. I love that. It is it's exactly
1: amazing. I do. Yeah, with the, I can't wait till you're on my show. <laughs> my last question's different though. You can go cheat and listen to it.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Are, you
1: go, are you going to? I'll tell you what it is right now. So you, what is it? What's your favorite? What's the topping of your fa- what's favorite? What favorite topping on your hot dog? <sighs> and let me tell you why I asked that. So years ago, I was talking to Kenny Florian. He's a UFC Hall of Famer, right? and we were talking about his brother who took his life and i felt awkward because we were in this subject and i was like "Ah, uh. yeah and he was like in chicago at the time and i was like hey what did you get the chicago dog yet just to kind of steer it and i realized that in my podcast we're going to talk about some tough situations So I like to end it on a high, on a, on a good laugh. What's your favorite topic? And, and, and I build up during, I'm going to do different with you. Trust me. I'm still going to get you though. Um, (laughs) I build up, I build it up through the whole podcast. I'll be like, now we do have a question at the end. And at the end, I'm like really hardcore. I'm like, listen, no matter how personal it gets, we really want you to answer it. And you know, people are like, what is it? And then I break out, what's your favorite topic on a hot dog?
0: That's hilarious. They're probably like, First off, there's, their throat is probably in their stomach because they're like, oh my gosh, this is definitely a mental health podcast. You well, are to ask me some shit. We yep. <laughs>
1: got so big that if you go to laugh for purpose shop.com, there's actually a shirt about a hot dog question because so many people, so many guests wanted a shirt about it. And That's it's, hilarious. It's, it's, I have a golden wiener award because I won a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> it looks like a penis. It's really bad. <laughs> I won a hot dog eating contest at my work. And I guess they just told the trophy guy to, uh, they want a golden hot dog. Yeah. And make it realistic. Well, they made it with legs. They I mean, I have to blur this out. <clears throat> That's fine.
0: I am dead. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> like <laughs> uh, <is> hot dogs.
0: That <laughs> is the funniest thing I've ever seen so, on this it's podcast. so bad. It's so bad. Look
1: at it. Yeah. It's got a little smiley <laughs> face and legs. My wife is like, as soon as I got it, my, and we were talking about it, she's like, it's not going in the living room. She was like, just get a piece of paper and, like, make it look at, have it arms or something because that would save it. But no, like, when you give people at the trophy store their own, like, free range. This
0: is uh, what they come yeah, up with. 2019. They couldn't even put
1: a bun on it? No. You would thought. <laughs> you put a button on it
0: that's hilarious oh man big Kev thank you so much spending some time with us today really great having you here with us thanks for tuning into this week's episode if you enjoyed it be sure to rate and review and remember resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience